0: yo 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 and welcome to the fourth episode of feta talks you know what they say the hardest part of keeping any habit is getting past the first three days so this is episode number four so it seems like we're gonna be sticking with the vlog slash podcasts uh the general response so far has been great the vlogs i've really been enjoying them Uh, multiple people have messaged me saying they have as well Um, I've got some great suggestions for future topics, so that's really good that, you know, I have ideas for future content and things to discuss and talk about. Um, yeah, so for this episode, uh, I want to tell a story that I actually haven't told many people yet or before, uh, very few people know this current story and, uh, it's something that I'm excited to share with you guys. Um, as I spoke about earlier in the first episode, uh, first or second, I uh, was on a ventilator and life support machine uh, for two months and, you know, in the hospital for three earlier on this year. And um, I was in something called a medically induced coma. So, you know, I was unconscious. I was sedated with drugs and such and uh you know in my sleep you know on dreams um so i told everyone the story of the first dream and how i went up to where i believe was heaven, and i got sent out my panahia. and you know i found a lot of meaning a lot of answers personally in that dream and then for the first time publicly i want to i want to talk about the second dream because even on my social medias uh, and in general even people who know me personally not many know this second dream it's uh it's an interesting one for sure i mean it's kind of random at points but you can find meaning in it because you know i always remember this dream but the more and more i would say it out loud more things will start to connect things will start to flow and i believe that you know you can find a lot of meaning in this one as well so without further ado this is the second dream i had while i was unconscious and in a medically induced coma this is the second thing i saw What up, okay anyways so uh here we go so by where i live in toronto there is a mall that's one of the biggest in canada called yorkdale mall And in this mall, they have a movie theater, which I've been to a couple times over my life. But, you know, anyone who knows me knows I'm not a big fan of malls and even of movie theaters and movies in general. I got to really want to like that series or be excited for that movie to actually go to a movie theater. So anyways, the dream starts off and I'm in the parking lot, parking my car of Yorkdale mall um, in front of the movie theaters where... I usually park when I go there, and uh, very strange, but this is my memory. I'm adjusting these gloves, and anyone knows who knows me well and has driven with me knows I like to have them even, perfect. So it starts off like that, and okay, so I'm just in my car. I'm looking at the mati, the stavro, the Greek flag, the Greek gloves, the koborloi, and I get out of my car and I proceed into the mall. I go up the elevators, and I'm going to the movie theaters. And as I'm going to the movie theaters, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why am I at the movie theaters, you know? And two, why am I by myself? I barely go to the movie theaters, let alone to monosmo. I've never gone by myself. But I proceed and I go and I walk by a poster. And you know, every movie has their advertisement, the big poster, you know, says the credits, the director, the actors and stuff. This is a rectangle. Poster, white poster and it says in four big black letters L I F E life and I was like okay that's the movie I'm gonna go see life and I go and I purchase a ticket and I go can I see the movie life yeah so I go okay you know I'm excited to watch it and before I keep going like I said you know I don't know I was on a lot of drugs I'm sure there were so many factors into the trippiness and stuff of this dream you know, so not everything is going to be the most realistic in our terms of comparing to reality. But that's what dreams are. That's what signs are. Uh, you know, so hopefully you can follow along. So I go into this movie theater. And I sit in the last row, all the way in the back. And there I was, there were these seats that, you know, were lying down. I've never been to a movie theater like this, but apparently they're a thing. Okay. And I go and I sit. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know. Before the movie starts, I go and I stretch my arms back. I go and I stretch my arms back, but by accident, you know how every movie thing in the back they have the projector? I press a button on the projector. I go like that and the movie starts. And I'm like, oh shoot, you know, I started the movie too early. And then I'm like, okay, well now if I take my finger off, the movie's gonna stop. You know, I gotta I can't risk ruining this for everyone. So I keep my finger on it. And I'm watching the movie and I'm very uncomfortable, extremely uncomfortable. My body's starting to hurt. I'm starting to sweat because I have to keep my arm back on this projector, on this button, you know, to keep the movie playing. And it's so weird because as I keep my finger on it, you know, I have like a voice telling me, don't let go. Don't let go. So I'm like, you know, okay. And I I don't know why, but I had this very bad feeling. If I let go, the movie would be over and something really bad would happen. So, okay. I keep my finger on. And then what happens? Well, let me tell you about the movie first. I still, I can see the images of the movie still. The big screen in front of me. And what do I see? I see people celebrating, you know. People cheers, you know, to many more. I see people on beaches, swimming. I see smiles and I I, I kid you not, this is what I saw. People celebrating. People enjoying each other's company. People just, it's like I see them at a beach. I see them in groups. I see people embracing each other, hugging, kissing, you know, celebrating, taking their drinks, cheers, you know. And I'm like, this movie is all about celebrating, you know, whether it be accomplishments or each other's company, you know. Okay, I'm like, uh, it's a good movie, you know. Everyone seems, they're laughing, they're having fun, you know. It's like, okay, good movie. But then the movie comes to a close and it starts rewinding. Like I literally see, it goes, <laughs> and <laughs> it starts from the beginning again. And it goes, I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do I still have to hold my finger, you know, on the button? when the movie finished. But something is telling me, do not let go. Do not let go. So naturally, you know, and I'm struggling. I remember the discomfort. Struggling. And I keep watching this movie of people embracing life, celebrating, uh, just in general, all this positive energy in this movie. But it keeps going, 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 finishing the movie, rewinding and restarting. And I remember in my dream... I start getting anxious, I start panicking. I'm like, it won't stop. I was like, why? Why can't I let go, you know? But I'm like, I can't let go. Something really bad is gonna happen, okay? So, then what happens, okay? I'm gonna finish the story, then I'll explain the meanings, I believe, behind things. So, the movie finishes, You know, or it keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. Then all of a sudden, it goes blank the screen. And the lights come on in the theater, And someone comes up to me and they're like a news reporter and they're like, oh man, these two people are stuck in their seats. This happens to a lot of people after watching this very intense movie. They get stuck in their seats out of the extreme sweat and adrenaline and everything. I was like, what? You know? So this news reporter who's holding his mic but hasn't said really anything yet brings these paramedics. And in order to try to get you out of your seat, they would bring one of those, you know, the shocking, the... Uh, when you revive someone, and they go to the guy beside me, and they go, Zzz, and they shock him, no problem, he gets up, and they're like, wait a second, you weren't really stuck, you know, and he got up, healthy, and he left, they go to me, they come, they shock, they shock again, and they're like, they're not getting up, they're like, you know what, you, you won, and I was like, I won, what did I win, I'm stuck, and they're like, It's a world-known thing that people get, some people get very affected by this movie, and they get stuck in their seat. Uh, You're the winner, and your family has won a trip. And I was just so confused, so confused, so confused. Anyways, the paramedics, along with this news reporter, they pulled me out of my seat and put me on a stretcher. And they put me on a stretcher, and they take me to what they're calling, you know, this big sports game you know I was like where are we going and they put me on a limousine in a limousine but on a stretcher surrounded by my family and then just strangers you know we're all going to this sporting event and I was like why are they putting me on a stretcher to go to a sporting event you know and I was just this is the trippy part you know like I'm so confused anyways we end up getting to the sporting event and you know I'm still on this stretcher which I don't understand why my family's watching the game, and as we're strolling by, out of, you know, you must some Greek, we got a big family, right? So, out of all the family in the world, out of all my friends, out of all the people I've ever met, we see this one uh, Kubara of ours, Kubara in English, I don't know, it's like an aunt that you're connected through weddings and the church, right? But this Kubara of ours, and I was like, why? why is she here, you know? It's very strange, you know, because just random, you know? Uh anyways, and we're sitting there, we're sitting there, we're sitting there. And uh Yeah. So we made it to the game. And on the way from the game, coming back, you know, so we're driving, we're in the limousine again, I'm on the stretcher, and I go to my parents and my family, and I go, someone is coming to kill me. And random. They're like, what do you mean someone's coming to kill you? I was like, I can't defend myself because my body is stuck to this stretcher, but someone is after me. And, you know, I don't know. Who who is this? And my dad gives me these two things and they're like, bricks? Are they... What are they? You know, they're like two bricks essentially. And he's like, when that person comes for you, put these in front of your face and I promise you will protect you. I'm like, okay. So, and just as I expected and I felt, as... We're in this limousine and I'm in a stretcher. Someone who, I don't know who it was, jumps on me, has a knife. (laughs) I know this sounds crazy. Okay, me. Don't judge me. But I grab the bricks and I protect my body my face. And he's stabbing, he's stabbing, he's He's stabbing. He keeps going. But he can't get through these bricks. And then eventually he gets off and I'm like, I survived. And right after that attack, the movie ends. Or Sorry, the dream ends. So, when I was thinking about this in the hospital, I was like, you know, when I had no voice, when I gained my consciousness, and these were the only two things I remembered. The first dream with Panagia, and the second dream about being watching a movie, being stuck it on replay. stuff. I was like, what happened? <laughs> you know, I was like, did, I, did the limousine take me on the stretch or take me to the hospital after? How did I end up here? And I was very confused. You know, but I kept thinking about this and kept thinking. And the more I thought about it, the more I started to connect things. And listen to this for a second. When I went into the movie theater, right, and I saw, what was the movie called? It was called Life. Okay. And then I told you that I had my hand on a button and I was holding on to it or else something really bad was going to happen. What, in turn, was I holding on to? I was holding on to life. Like I was holding on to life And when I came with this conclusion That oh my god like I was holding on to life That's literally what I was doing My body subconsciously Was holding on to life And I told you there was a voice telling me Do not let go Hang on Do not let go Hang on Was that god? Was that A guardian angel was this you know my soul telling my body hold on because all i knew was that i had to hold on until i was rescued until i was saved okay now next thing i told you that at this sporting event later that i was on a stretcher and we saw there was a kubara there right and out of my whole big family my whole social network of people that i know why her well isn't this strange, Now, that when I was, unfortunately, in the hospital and, you know, we lost my papunya ya, their funeral had to be held uh, with COVID restrictions and no one other than immediate family could go there. Well, on the day of their funeral, when I couldn't be there because I was unconscious in the hospital, out of everyone in the world, this Kubara, who I found out after f- telling my family this dream, <laughs> showed up there to the funeral even though she wasn't you know allowed technically speaking and she showed up there and when my sister told me that weeks later after telling her this original dream she's like how did you know like how did you end up seeing the same family member or the same person who showed up to Papuniya's funeral the day that they left you know and it's just that little connection that you know was I feeling something, is all this connected, which I think it's connected, anyways, and then third thing, you know, there's a lot of more smaller details, but this is the third big thing, I told you that, you know, when someone was coming to kill me, my dad provided me with these two bricks, which essentially in turn saved my life, well, what happened in real life, In when I was in the hospital, you know, I'm not gonna get into it, but it was a scary time, and the doctors weren't exactly on the same page with each other and with how I was progressing. And if it wasn't for a call my father made to a doctor friend of his from a different, totally different hospital, he's the one who sent me to go on to the life support machine, who made the effort, who made the call to my doctor saying, send this man, send this young guy, his 24-year-old, to the life support machine. So in turn, my dad's call saved me just as... What he provided me with in the dream saved my life. So, you know, you take this all in. That I was holding on to life. My dad played a big part in saving me. And, uh, what was it? That I saw the vision of this Kubara in my dream. While I was facing life or death. She was there with my family on the day of my Papunya Yaz. You know, kidea. It makes me want to believe that everything happens for a reason and that everything is connected i mean across multiple cultures and religions we're told that everything happens for a reason and that everything is connected and i for one truly believe it the dream that i had was all about people enjoying and embracing life and one of my good friends when i told him this dream told me he's like isn't that crazy because your whole life what have you preached you know live for the moment live every day like it's your last Enjoy the moment because, you know, tomorrow's not promised, he goes. So, it's not that surprising to me you had this dream. And I was like, wow, I never thought about it like that, you know. So, if anything, this dream, the movie inside this dream, reaffirmed to me that everything happens for a reason. And another, you know, story that I want to share before I end off this episode is that, You know, like I said, everything happens for a reason. I was told that by someone recently, someone who I haven't met in person yet. Well, at least while we were both conscious, you know, but someone who can understand me probably, to be honest, more than anyone else can at this point in time. A couple weeks ago, and I want to give a shout out, someone by the name of Steven, a couple years older than me, another Greek from the Toronto area, messaged me and completely stranger at this point. And he goes, hi, Vasily. I believe we were on the life support machine at the same time. I responded and I was like, "How would you know that?" You know, and it goes because when we were on at the hospital, at Toronto General, on the life support machines, my family would come in to pray, you know, and see me during the visiting hours, and they would walk by this room with a big Greek flag in the corners, so they saw your name, knew you were Greek, they were praying for you too, and I thanked them, and we started comparing, and we started like you know our experiences, how long we were in the hospital both in there for about three months, you know, uh, on the ventilator for the same amount of time. Same symptoms, same after effects. And we really connected with each other. And he understood everything that no one else understood about my experience, my pains, the, the mental aspects. And just today, actually, Stephen sent me something in the mail. He had asked for a match just a couple of weeks ago. And he sent me this. It's a coin with a Greek and Canadian flags on it and Leonidas, the Spartan king. And on it it says Molon la no retreat, no surrender. On the back it's images of the Spartans fighting together like brothers, saying, In this family, no one fights alone. we got your six, we got your back. You know? And Stephen wrote me a letter and he goes, Vasile this coin was made as a symbol for not giving up and staying strong during the fight we went through keep this coin with you and let it serve as a memory that you are a warrior just like king leonidas forever your brother steven this horrible experience in my life though you know you always gotta look at the positive i've always preached that i always believe it i believe that before i got sick and i believe that today you know. it it brought me close with another like-minded individual around my age who went through essentially the same experience I did. And God bless you, Stephen, for sending me that amazing letter, for sending me this, which I will keep with me every day of my life as a reminder of the battle we went through. And my message to everyone in this world, because without a doubt, I know that every single person goes through battles that they keep to themselves and that no one on the outside knows whether it be mental whether it be physical whether it be emotional family personal career-wise anything keep fighting your battles if you got selected to live this life you already won that prize you won that race you are a warrior and no matter where you're from no matter what your goals are in life regardless of what you're fighting you're strong God bless you all, and I hope you can find meaning in that dream that I had about living life and embracing each other, loving life and staying strong as much as I do, so, you know, to everyone, just like I heard in my dream, keep holding on, don't let go, don't let go of your life, and keep holding on. Bye.